All right, ladies and gentlemen, what's up? BC here, another episode of Supreme Being. Um, as you know, I've been interviewing a ton of people recently. I believe we're on episode four or five. Now we've been really Zooming this week and we've had a ton of episodes. But uh, as always, I appreciate the support. Make sure you guys give a rating to the podcast, like it, share it, all that fun stuff, because it really helps get it out there more. And especially because you've been asking for the interview. So I brought a friend of mine, Aaron, who I know off uh, social media. We've been friends. He's been doing his thing. And I thought he would be a really, really good person to interview, bro. So Aaron, what's going on, my friend? How's it going, man? Appreciate you having me on. You know, it's nice to, to be back. I know we had uh, some good conversations, you know, aside from business with the male female energy stuff. Um, you know, you came down and, and spoke to the staff, really dropped a lot of sales knowledge. Um, so I, I appreciate you and, and having me back on and, you know, just looking forward to getting this cracking. Yeah, bro. So uh, again, just short introduction, right? Somebody doesn't know anything about you, what you do, kind of where you're at. Uh, now's, now's the time. Okay. So yeah. So I'm over here in Southern California. I do uh, personal training, group fitness. Um, we own a couple locations over in Southern California. We're called Powerhouse Fitness. Um, you know, we are looking to get into the franchising licensing model as soon as we finish the build out of our third location. Um, dabbling into uh, mentorship programs and, to, uh, and, and things like that with personal trainers looking to grow their skill sets and build wealth within the fitness industry. So that's a little bit about me. I love it, bro. And man, you've been you've been on it, dude. But before we get into what you're doing now, which is fucking fantastic, right? Third location, like uh, a couple, just a couple years ago, right? I think Aaron only had one location. So just to see the growth has been amazing. Um, is this the gym, right? Powerhouse? Is that your first entrepreneurial real like i'm going in balls in 100 percent or um, no it uh it, it definitely was not the first kind of getting the feet wet was when craigslist believe it or not was uh first out and about i used to flip a bunch of shit on craigslist i used to flip cars uh you know like little mini bikes you know kind of a bunch of different stuff man so i feel like the entrepreneur uh, entrepreneurial journey uh started um, way back when, when it's like, okay, cool. Graduated high school is actually working at fucking Cutco, that knife, um, <laughs> selling knives. And that was my first uh, introduction right. to like sales and the entrepreneurial stuff. Um, and, you know, dabbling into, uh, into, uh, Craigslist and, and flipping cars and things like that. So that was my first taste test. And then from there graduated, um, into a couple other endeavor, uh, a couple other endeavors, endeavors but the most i guess notable one prior to powerhouse was i had a pho restaurant over in the city of diamond bar so it was called chop shop so i had a, a pho restaurant that was a whole nother uh you know a thing in itself definitely a learning experience didn't necessarily go the way i wanted it to um but yeah so i had uh, some prior experience um before getting into the whole powerhouse gig i love it bro were you wired like that as a kid or did somebody influence you to really start pushing that that avenue I want to say a lot of it, I think it's like a 50-50, right? I think a lot of it is exposure to your surroundings um, and like putting yourself in those certain areas. And I think a lot of it is just kind of like an internal grit that you have and, you know, just being competitive by nature and just kind of like an alphaness by nature. Um, because I do attest a part of my drive and just like wanting more um, from my surroundings, you know, I was fortunate enough, my parents sacrificed a lot to, to send me to private school. And it was one of those things when growing up, you know, I was always equally as smart, equally as tall, equally as, as skilled in, you know, in sports, things of, uh, of the matter is, uh, you know, amongst my peers. 
But when I'd go over to my friend's house, I'd be like, dude, why do your parents drive this Escalade and have a Mercedes in the garage and you have like a two story house. And then right now we're living with grandma, you know? Um, and it wasn't right. until I got older that I started to understand. And I really think that's what fueled my, my fire in terms of business and wanting more. And, and kind of my motto is why not me? You know, if somebody else can have it, why not me? Yeah. I love that, bro. And you know, with me, I, I really wouldn't say I was exposed to it. I just, I always challenged it. You know what I mean? Like, cause I didn't grow up seeing people with a lot of good stuff, not even my friends, right? Everybody was broke. You know what I mean? And just like negative complaining. But in my mind, I was like, I don't, I don't like this. This can't be me as a kid, bro. Like I'm talking like 10 or younger, like asking people questions. They're like, what the fuck? Why are you asking those questions, bro? Like, shut the yeah. fuck up. You're fucking 10 years old. But I'm like, why dude? Like, why, why don't we drive the nice car? You can't afford it but why don't we make more money right like stuff like that yeah it's, it's just more curiosity so it's interesting to hear that angle and and you recognize it a lot of people i think with their younger don't recognize it it won't make those distinctions that you just made you know like oh we're living with grandma and they got an escalator in a two-story house what the fuck you know yeah and it was one of those things that when you're younger everything is you're i guess you're just so much more susceptible just to asking why I, at least at, at me and you you know like you're yeah. asking well why not you know why why, why is this scenario the way it yeah. is without any really, um, you know, backside to it. And it's just like, you know, it's just a general curiosity of why. And then when you get a little bit older, then you start to understand it's like, okay, hey, you know, there's these limiting beliefs that were set in amongst other people, you know, not feeling worthy. But when you're young, it's just like, well, it just seems so easy. Why don't you just do it, you yeah. know? And when you initially started doing the entrepreneurial stuff, like the restaurant, as an example, was your immediate like family and friends supportive or were they all like, what are you doing? No, my my mom is was probably my biggest driving force um, in the sense that it was like, Aaron, why don't you go back to school? You know, you should be going to SC for PT school like you need to be doing this like, you know, so and so's friends just graduated from UCLA. Like, why are you doing this? I'm like, Mom, like, you know, you don't understand. This is what I want to do. I just don't like caps. I don't like I like, you know, no ceiling growth. You know, I want to constantly be pushing more. Um, you know, even if everybody's on different pages and different journeys, one thing that I've noticed, um, as getting deeper into this entrepreneurial journey, like I'm nowhere near where I wanted to be or want to be. Uh, but it's understanding that you fall in love with the process and not necessarily the end destination. Cause I don't think it ever really ends. It's just like a constant pursuit of more. Um, and I think on the outside looking in, people don't understand that, yeah. you know, they, they want like this finite destination and it's like, I think for us entrepreneurs, it ne there's never really a finite destination. Yeah. And you're right, bro. But that, that that's not sexy, right? That's what I've been yeah. talking about and showing for years. And yeah, I've got notoriety, but nowhere near uh, unless I went, if I went the other way, like, oh, just always oh, show the Lambo and the success and the money and fucking, hey, look on my bed. I put 50,000 in cash on my bed. Like yeah. all that dumb <laughs> shit is what gets the fucking views, bro. Yeah, and it's insane. It's insane. So because when you show people, like if I show people a time lapse of my day or maybe you showed one of your day, they're not going to be like, oh, my God, that's glamorous. They're going to be like, damn, meetings, fucking working, doing this, doing that. It's like it's not sexy in itself. But see, just like you said, and this is where you can chime in, you like how your day is now. You love that shit. It's by design. You enjoy it. Right. Like, can you speak on that? Because that, I think, is the key for people to really understand. Yeah. And I think that the workload never really goes away in the sense of that there's always stuff to do and you can always turn I, I you can always turn it on and always have things to do. There's always something to do. 
I like to describe business as like um, an organized chaos. You know, if things are always going right, then there's something going wrong. You know, I, there's something always has to be going wrong for it to feel normal and that for you to be troubleshooting and problem solving and moving, shaking and, and, and doing something right. And then the whole life that by design, it's, it's like, yeah, in the very beginning, it's, you know, not everybody wants to make hundreds of phone calls a day. Not everybody wants to train hours on end. Not everybody wants to go prospect and flyer bomb and deal with confrontation and deal with like, you know, a bunch of different shit, but where I've gotten to now, it's like, cool, you know, I'm in a position where, yeah, I can take a, a, a podcast now at, you know, throughout the day, I can move things around my day to, to jump on a couple different calls and network with people. Cause I really think that that's, what's going to also take me to the next level and take okay. our business to the next level is being able to do these things. But you first got to put in all the work yeah. in, and put systems in play in order to be able to do these things later. Yeah. And, and even in the beginning, the the boring stuff, like you were talking about the calls, prospecting, you know, the flyering or whatever it is, I, I tell the, the newbie, I'm like, that's still your choice. This is the first step of you taking control. And once you do this and you demonstrate mastery of this, then you'll be awarded, you know, more freedom and all the other stuff that you want. But you got to, you know, if you go to a job from the moment you you sign up or you're hired, you're told what to do. You have no control versus here. Yeah, it's fucking boring and it's grueling, but at least this is by choice. You're saying, hey, I want to make the calls because I want to build my own fucking business. And it's just, again, that that's that's like you said earlier, bro. People just, they, they don't want to do it. They don't want to do it. And, and, and it's sad because, you know, if it was easy, then the opportunity wouldn't be present. Everybody would have a gym. Everybody would be a good real estate agent or team leader or would have a big YouTube channel. You know what I'm saying? And uh, it just, it blows my mind that, like this little part of the interview, we're still talking about this. Like I've been on fucking social media for 10 years now. We're still talking about the same shit because people don't want to fucking do the work, you know? But then the new wave of marketers comes out and sells them bullshit. And, and I wanted to kind of, I added that for a reason. In your entrepreneurial journey, especially when times got tough, did you ever fall for any bullshit or did you stay proper with uh, your execution? I, in, in terms of maybe you can elaborate a little bit more on like bullshit. What do you mean by bullshit? Well, let's say like maybe you were struggling for a moment with the restaurant and then somebody comes in and says, Hey, I have the magical fix. If you pay $2,000 for this, I have oh, a secret yeah. to make yeah. your restaurant successful. Yeah. I I've definitely fallen for, um, I guess a, <laughs> a faulty coach or two. Yeah. Uh, my biggest thing in the beginning and what I've been really able to dial in and what we had mentioned off camera about the meal prep is kind of just honing in on one thing at a time you know, and not looking at the shiny object syndrome, because one thing that I've noticed mm -hmm. is as you climb this entrepreneurial ladder, the shiny objects get bigger and bigger and they get like more tasty. And it's like, okay, quick, like this deal that I can jump in is going to what, like 10 X what income or, or do this and the other, but it's never the opportunity. Uh, it never seem it's, it's never as good as it seems. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, and as far as like reaching out for coaching, I think that's like a catch 22. It's cause I'm always looking to invest, you know, into continued learning, but there are people that are there that market themselves as, you know, more educated and, and better well off than you and that have the secret sauce. But in reality, they don't know shit about it. My biggest thing right now, um, in the fitness industry, and it's like a thing with, you know, the Hormozy and like these people that are, um, you know, have really taken off on social media. And I joined a gym launch program, right? Just kind of see what they're doing. It's it's one of his it's coaching programs for fitness, like, you know, yeah. elite fitness coaches and stuff. And I was dabbling into it, you know, paid 30 grand. And um, I really didn't get 
what I wanted from it. Right. And it's, yeah. a, it's, it's, it's crazy because at least in my industry, you get people that are coaching you that are telling you, Hey, this is how you have million dollar locations, but yet have never had a million dollar location. Yeah. And it's like, they're telling you, Hey, this is what you need to do. And it's like, well, if it's so easy and you have everything systemized on autopilot, why don't you still have your locations? Oh, you know, we're, we're going to sell our stuff and we're just going to go all in on the coaching. Well, if it was so systemized and, and, and automated, you'd still keep it. Why would you give away a cash cow? Yeah. Right. right. And that's my biggest thing right now and battling all different areas. So as soon as I solidify third location, we get into licensing and franchising. That's where I want to go. Cause I've dealt with so many BS bullshit people in the fitness industry that yeah. just sell you a bunch of shit. And it's like, it's just the same stuff repurposed different ways. Yeah. With different branding and different colors and different yeah. logos. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. It's nuts, bro. Yeah. I mean, you deal with that everywhere, you know, at the end of the day. Um, and, and I'm glad you brought that up too, bro, because a lot of people, um, and two things I want to add to what you just said. Number one, some people are like, I don't need a coach. I don't need coaching, which I think is ridiculous. But number two is, a lot of people will maybe take that first step and have a potential bad experience, like you said, and then suddenly they're like, well, fuck this. I'm never doing it again. When in reality, you know, you learn from it and the next one that you choose, you're going to be a little bit more diligent, but you still understand that it's a part of the process, right? So aside, and I want to ask you this question because I'm curious to see how you would answer. Aside from potentially just learning from that individual or organization that you signed up for with the coaching, what are some other things that maybe you were looking for or that you got that you didn't think you would get with all this coaching you've done over the years in regards to entrepreneurship? I definitely, you know, that there's a couple of components to that. Um, but I would definitely say that I've learned how to vet people a lot better mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, what I look for in someone's to me, seeing is believing, show me, don't tell me type of actions. Yeah. Um, so if someone is going to coach me on something, I want to know that you have done it. Yeah. You know, I don't want to take your word for it. I mm -hmm. want to know that you've done it and I want to see the proof is in the pudding. Um, and another thing that I've gotten from coaching, because I've had some great experiences from people. Um, but the ones that I've just talked about recently would be when I get into that coaching space and, am you know, putting together programs for other people, I know now what I would have wanted when I was in that position. So I can mm -hmm. deliver on that 10 X. Yeah and provide yeah. someone with the blueprint and, and, you know, be transparent in that, um, in that angle. Cause that's something I'm going to pride myself in. What I currently pride myself in is like, I'm going to do the things that I'm telling you to do because I know that they work not because I gave up and it's an easier fix to kind of go into a nine to five and work for somebody else now and tell you, Hey, you know what? I got rid of my stuff. It was lucrative, but I've moved on when in reality people didn't move on. They just chose an easier route. Yeah. Right. I agree, man. So, you're, you're expanding now, right? You're getting your third location. Things are jumping. Before we get more into that, what are some other things that you have, even if you're not full-time in it or 100% focused on it, what are some other things you got going? Because I know you mentioned the meal prep and we haven't formally introduced it, but what are some other things you have going on right now aside from the physical gym locations and everything around that? Yeah, so one thing that, well, we have a couple things. We have our meal prep, which is fresh and fuego. And it's the ultimate goal is to have these gyms like a one-stop shop, kind of like a Costco. So not like a Walmart where things are like kind of low value, but more so like an upscale one-stop shop, right. similar to like a Costco. Um, and then we also have our supplement line, which is our ABC Performance Ups, looking to take that to the next level too as well and and dabble into some more holistic approaches and, and things of the sort and kind of taking... Um, the supplement angle, um, 
in a different way because I feel things are just marketed for the dollar now. And the one thing that I want to focus on is just more so, you know, being transparent with what we put in our things um, and combine that all together as part of the gym. So then we got our supplement line and then we got our meal prep um, because I, those things go hand in hand. And one thing that I don't like is when I send customers out or clients out and they get upsold on a bunch of shit that they don't need. Um, that's why we want to keep everything in house. Right, right, right. You know, um, but even even then, um, you know, we kind of put those not not on the shelf, but just not so much fuel to the fire in those areas just to really hone in mm. on on the gym stuff and until we get it dialed in exactly where we need to be and then, um, you know, continue to grow those two other businesses. So uh, and have you changed the name or is it still a powerhouse? It's still powerhouse. So currently right now we're, we're going to be going through a rebrand going to keep the name. Um, but we're going to be going through a rebrand. It's, it's been, uh, you know, a little bit over a decade since I've been in the industry. I've been running with the name, not necessarily the logo, but just with the name, um, you know, in the fitness industry, even before I had the locations. Um, so I think now of where I'm at and this next step of, of, of my career and the next step of where powerhouse is at, I think it needs a little bit more of an elevation, a little bit more of a rebrand, mm. um, something that's going to take it to the next level. Granted, I just bought out my, my two business partners as well. Um, so that was a, a big step in the, in the right direction for us, a big learning experience, um, definitely played a huge role and, and, uh, where I'm at right now. So definitely grateful for all of that, but a lot of learning experiences, definitely needed to be done. So we're going to be going through a whole rebrand, not necessarily changing the name, but more so of a rebrand. So what, what, what sparked that you buying out your business partners? Was that planned from the get go or did it just, no, I, I think when I first started, I, I didn't very much. So have the accessibility to mentorship, didn't know much about mentorship when I first got into business, you know, yeah. back in like 2013, I think Instagram was like first popping off. YouTube yeah. was like first popping off. It wasn't as accessible it is now to look up like, oh, you know, Chat GPT, what are your thoughts on business partners or what? You know, like you can't right. just punch it in. You know, you right. kind of get into it. And and my right. thought process as a young entrepreneur was, you know, I just started this business. Um, I want to have longevity. In my mind, what's gonna allow longevity? Well, if I, you know share a piece of the pie with somebody there and they're, you know, having sense of entitlement to it, they're going to work harder. So that was my thought process. Right. Yeah. So that's how I initially sold a portion. Um, and then from there, everybody grows at different speeds. Yep. You know, everybody grows at different speeds. And, and one of the biggest mistakes I've made was selling like an equal equity. So it's like, no one really has a say over the other, um, you know, and, I think for so many years, it was, a, it was, it took a lot longer to happen than it should have, but I was yeah. just so, I think I even mentioned to you, reached out to you a couple of times, you know, during that, uh, yeah. that process. And I was just like, you know, do I, should I, do I have to ride this out? Is this just part of the journey? Is this the way it is? Does it have to be like this? And I was just so convinced. It's like, well, just don't give up. This is how it has to be until I hit a breaking point where we weren't growing the way we needed to grow and it we kind of stunted our halt and that's kind of where i really sat on it believe mm. it or not i did um for like the first time i had tried some psilocybin um i was talking to a couple different people and honestly that gave me the biggest freaking breakthrough of my life you know i really don't use any recreational drugs i don't really drink or anything like that but it was something that um someone was telling me hey you know what this might help like 
yeah through your thought process and sure right. enough man like the next day i had a meeting and i was like this is how i feel this is the direction that we need to go and yeah you know we kind of figured it all drafted everything up with the attorneys after that and the buyout started to you know happen nice um, I kind of want to sidestep right now and go back to the very beginning in regards to number one, where you came up with the name powerhouse. And then number two, what sparked all that? Was it a childhood dream to start your own gym? Is it something that, you know, you saw somebody do and you wanted to do it? When did that whole process kind of begin with you? Um, so the whole process started, um, from like the entrepreneurial spirit and you know i was working at la fitness and it's just like you know i was so i've, I've ever since like i was young i've always been like infatuated with like the businessman suit and tie like you know the whole uh the whole conference table s type of thing like meetings and it just to me it was just in my mind it was perceived as elevated you yeah. know and i wanted to be a part of it and i didn't know how to be a part of it so the only thing i thought was like well i gotta start my own business you know, I had a passion for fitness. Um, you know, I had started working out. I, I, you know, was going to Cal State Fullerton for kinesiology. I, um, you know, I uh, was playing soccer in college. You know, that was my whole my whole bit. And then after that, during that time, you know, I started working at LA Fitness, and it was like, okay, cool. I, I really dig this. I really dig the sales. I like, you know, there's like a, a business aspect to it, but there's also like a playful training aspect. Um, so it was just kind of a perfect fit for me. And then, you know, I was just not down for getting paid $7 and 50 cents for a training session when I was at LA fitness. Um, so I was like, you know, this is kind of bullshit. So I started running my own, uh, boot camps in the park. Um, and then the VP of my region caught wind of that through my Facebook and then gave me a phone call one night at like eight 30, I was driving down Kalima going to the 24 hour fitness um in Puente Hills and I get a phone call from the, the VP and he's like hey you know what I see you've been taking clients on the outside doing these boot camps we're gonna have to let you go and at that point I was like fuck well now I don't have a job and you know we gotta I'd already been kind of pre-planning an exit and that was what catapulted you know into the exit and powerhouse kind of just derived from wanting something that was clean but not too edgy and it kind of just all came together yeah, I love that, man. That's interesting. And a lot of people break in that position where they get that phone call and they're like, oh, man, like now my lifeline, right? My nine to five, my steady paycheck is gone. Yeah. And in the same breath, you're saying, fuck, seven dollars and 50 cents a training session. This is bullshit. And people are stuck in that limbo, bro. I get messages all the time still about people who are like in that position that you just described, yet they won't fucking take the step. Right. And in your case, well, it was done for you. One, because you were already doing stuff. But number two, the VP is like, yo, you got to go, right? So yeah. <laughs> how did you feel in that moment, bro? Were you like, yes, it's time to go? Or were you like, oh, fuck? I think I always, I, I feel like people are motivated by fear sometimes and by um, their back against the wall. And at least for me, you know, yeah. and I think that the back against the wall feeling is when I do my best. And I, for God knows, like how many times try not to put myself in that position but it always ends up boiling down when I'm I'm in that position, the most uncomfortable, I always do the best. Yeah. So for to me, it was just kind of like from being in an athletic background, it's like, well, fuck, we're down, you know, in like a soccer game two one. like this is it's do or die. This is the finals. This is, yeah. you know, it's that mentality that you channel. And it's like, well, fuck, yeah. you know, it's, it's now or never. And, you know, for someone like me, I never want it to be never. So it's always going to be now. 
Yeah. Yeah. I love that, man. And I remember uh, Anthony Robbins talking about that. He's like, we're either, uh, we have a preference either going towards something or getting away from something. And what you described as getting away from something, right? The fear of being broke or, you know, having your back against the wall. And like, for me, uh, I, I operate well in that position too, but I realize, like, man, I got to be more well-rounded. I can't only perform here because then, then it limits you, right? When you start yeah. tapping the other side of it, and I don't know if you've done that, you really start to like move at a different fucking level because you can move when it's competitive and gritty. And, you know, like you said, fourth quarter, buzzer beater, I got to make it. Or you could just wake up or off a whim, be like, fuck it, I'm going to do this. And your balls to the wall, you know? And, and that's been a big change for me. Uh, the last like you know five seven years as i've developed because i was just like you described too bro and it's like after you handle all your issues and where the fuck do you go from there you know yeah and and maybe you can speak on it from your professional opinion too as well like one thing that i've noticed kind of tying back into this in my entrepreneurial journey was in the very beginning um i was motivated by my mom proving a point it was something that i just needed to prove a point and granted it be the right or wrong way to go about it i was like i wanted yeah. to prove that you know not you know giving a regular nine to five career was was going to pay off and it wasn't until i proved her wrong in all areas where i was making a certain amount of money that she couldn't argue when i bought my first house and then when we started the business and i just closed escrow on our on our first building it's now it's like you can't contest the the fact that we're doing well and mm -hmm. one thing that i've noticed in myself is that once that had happened there was kind of like a little driving force that kind of just went like dropped a little bit mm -hmm. and now i've been on the pursuit of understanding that other side of that spectrum that you said that you're mastering right now of like when there's no need to like really prove anything like now yeah. that it's like how do you continue to take yeah. that to the next level and uh you know, maybe you can share a little bit on on some things that you do. Yeah, bro. And I'm glad you brought that up because I, I think that's like the next stage of development of the human being, really. And I started tapping into it years ago because I, I was just like you, bro. I, like what, what you described to me is like you have a chip on your shoulder. Like, yeah, I got to prove this wrong. So for me, YouTube was that. I was like, uh, everyone's against me. I'm going to post on social media and YouTube. So my success fucking eats at their soul. And they have to see my fucking face every day and be like, damn, that's a dude that I doubted, but he made it, right? Same thing, proving parents wrong and people wrong. And, and what I talk about is that can be and is a very powerful driving force, as you know from experience, but it can't be the only one. Right? Yeah. Just like I tell people, it can't just be money either. Because once you hit that number that you wanted, boom, right? Like that, that driving force or that, that drive that you had is just is gone overnight. And you're like, oh, shit, what do I do now? But I think what that forces people to do, bro, is, is do more introspective work where now you have to really with yourself. Right. And I've done this where um, like for you, you mentioned uh, I forget what you, you called it. It gave you like an experience or a moment of like, aha. Right. Yeah. People go about it that way. You also have time that you just spend alone, pen and paper, sitting in silence. Like this is something I still do at least once a week where I'll sit for 20 or 30 minutes and really just through my own mind, no music, no nothing, bro. I'll just sit and I'll, I'll go through my mind and be like, Hey, you know, these goals, right? I'll look at my goals and be like, do I still want this stuff? Why am I doing this? Right. And I'm always checking with myself. Do I still have the desire, right? Oh, I'm on track to get the Lamborghini next month. Do I still want that thing? Right. And constantly checking in with myself, bro. Cause like the last five years, my life has shifted completely. Like I used to really be into cars and I still am now, but that has gone way down. 
I've sold a lot of my cars, bro. And I, I happened to do it at the right time with COVID and everything. So I made a profit on a lot of my cars, yeah. like a fat profit, right? But it wasn't even about the money, you know? And, and, and then I started looking at it. Like when I sold my Lambo three years ago, I was like, bro, I don't want this thing anymore. Like if I keep it now, that's the old me. That's, I'm trying to prove a point. That's right. Like this is a part of me maturing. And like we talk about showing detachment, not being attached to material things or being like, like your ego driven into everything. I was like, this is also a demonstration to me, to the universe, whatever the fuck you believe in that I'm good. Like I have control over me and what I do. And it's not going to take some fancy thing that happens to get attention from people to stop me from taking the right step. And that was a proper step in my evolution. Just like now, right? I lived in a fat ass crib in Cali. I have a basic three bedroom, two bath here in Miami in a decent neighborhood. Like I, I could have gotten a fucking mansion and right now I'm going to move because I want a bigger lot. But I wasn't embarrassed to show this house. And I had people talking mad shit. Oh, you motherfucker. You got this little bitch ass house in Miami. Like, you know how fucking haters are, right? Yeah. Right. But like, I'm noticing now, even when I get hate comments, like it doesn't, nothing happens versus before I would be pissed. I'd be like, fuck you, bro. Where do you live? I'm going to pull up, you know, like on some immature shit. And do you do that because you have you have this growth mindset that those things are going to push your business forward because you're like, okay, cool. This will allow me to maybe stay more focused, stay more grounded, or are you completely past that? Or why do you choose to, to do that? Well, with me, bro, it, it, it's and I think this is what kicks in when you start going towards things and not just when your back is against the wall. You're looking and making moves and looking for things that fulfill you and move your purpose more moving forward. And that's what it is. It's not just business or whatever it is. If it happens to be a business decision in that moment, it's still backed up by fueling my fulfillment as a human being. Right. Same thing like now, like, you know, me working out outdoors now and doing calisthenics and all that, like all that stuff. It's just my fulfillment, bro. Like I'm really enjoying this shit. Right. Yeah. And all this other stuff that maybe before was just hey, I'm getting this car because I like it, but 70% is because of business. It's going to bring me more money. Like yeah. that, that stuff is like secondary to me now because it's not just about making money or my business anymore. It's about my fulfillment. So if I, as an example, pass up on something that could make me money, it's because I'm putting my fulfillment first over the money, if that makes sense. So it's more about the move that I want to make based on who I am and what I believe in as a man. And if I'm going to be happy with the decision versus just, oh, I can make 10% more profit here or 30% more profit there, you know? Yeah. Um, And and that's really where it's come from with me, bro, because um, that's what keeps a smile on my face every day. That's what keeps me excited, bro. That's what keeps me going to the office every day with just a lot of enthusiasm. And, oh, let me, you know, finish writing the book now and all these other projects that I'm doing. I'm really enjoying it now because because of what I just described to you. And, and it allows you the freedom and, and space in your mind to be like, what do I want? Instead of having all those fucking problems piled up in your head or your own bullshit, you know what I mean? Because like you, you're walking the path right now too, bro. So you know like how much time you'll spend fucking thinking about some insignificant shit. And like I've been able to really push past that. So now my mind isn't even cluttered with a lot of that stuff like it was before. Um, and it's just, it, I mean, it's a lot, bro, right? Like it's a lot, but... It's really fulfillment at the end of the day. Does this fulfill me as a human being? And does does this move my life forward in the way that I envision it and how I want it to move forward based on what I want? Because I think that was the ultimate kind of nail in the coffin with this whole thing was I took away my, I would call it this infiltrated desires and goals, meaning for kids, for when we were younger, you don't want to go to school, but mom and dad, 
push that in you and you feel like oh, I have to. That would be an example of you're you're pulled different ways. You're conflicted, right? You want to do your own shit, but then you're like, ah, oh, mom and dad want me to do this. So like you'll end up doing it and you'll go to school and hate it and all that shit. But the only reason you did it is because of the infiltration of somebody else telling you to do it. And you don't know where it comes from a lot of times. And when we're adults, we forget that shit, bro. That shit is gone for me now. Every motherfucking thing I do, even if I do it for somebody else, is because I wanted to do it for that person, if that makes yeah. sense. There's no more of that influence. And, and that's huge now with social media, bro. Very few people. Like, you think those girls are getting those fucking BBLs and all that shit because they really want it? No, because they want fucking dudes jocking them on Instagram and all that shit. It's because you're in the fitness industry, bro. You deal with it all the time. You probably profit a lot off of that, right? Yeah, like, oh, I want a thousand likes on my picture, so get me a bigger butt, you know? Yeah, no, a hundred percent. It's one thing that I've, 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 I've not gotten to that aspect of it yet, but I guess one of the bigger decisions, I don't even know if it falls in line, but it was, you know, before we purchased the building, I was like contemplating in my head. It was like the ego kicking off of yeah. like, okay, well, instead of putting the, the down payment on the building, just buy a fucking Lambo, like just get the Lambo. You know what I mean? Like, but it, it was learning and being older yeah. and more seasoned now that I was just like, okay, cool. Well, yeah let's make this smarter move. Cause this is gonna, this is what I truly want, which is like impact and like wealth and just, you know, like the respect aspect as just opposed like a small gratification from it, from the car. Um, and again, me trying to still like by not having that thing and still trying to shoot for something else that's still going to continue to push me forward. Um, that's not as ego driven, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I would tell people too, like when I shared the story of me getting the Lambo, I was like, man, that motherfucking thing was on my wall for years growing up. And I was told yeah. specifically I wouldn't get it. And I said, I'm fucking getting one. This isn't like I just woke up one day. It's like, oh, it's an influencer thing to do. Let's get a Lambo. Always wanted a fucking Lambo. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's why I sold it when I sold it too. But the move that you made, even if we think about it business-wise, is what I call long-term focus versus short-term focused. The profit that you make off the building, you can use to get your Lambo later, right? Yeah. So delayed gratification, whatever the fuck people call it, right? It's a smart thing to do. It's somebody who isn't ego driven, somebody who is a little bit more savvy, somebody who is a little bit more mature, somebody who, if we look at the right way to do things, that's the right way to do it. Because you take the long term route of buying the Lambo versus the building, the fruits of your labor are going to be much sweeter buying the building versus getting the Lambo. You yeah, know what I'm saying. And, and, then and every I day that you have the Lambo, unless we go through another COVID situation, the price keeps going down while your building keeps going up. You know? Yeah, yeah, the appreciation. That's what's something that I, I commend you for is like being that, like getting to the place where you're fully not like you're not affected by you know having to have those kind of status quo you know materialistic things and people still respect you in your place. You know what I mean? As a a fig like a, as a professional figure in your niche, you know. And that's yeah. one thing that I don't want necessarily my material shit to define me. I want my mm -hmm accolades and accomplishments yeah. and what it is that i'm doing to define me because whether or not i have the lambo or not mm -hmm. it's still it's still definitive yep. that i am who i am 100 bro and like i've even been out here and met some big influencers and been in the same room with them and we'll chop it up but they have no idea then they find out later oh bro and then like and i'm like you see exactly now you're treating me differently i tell them that's why i didn't tell you shit because yeah. this is that whole social media shit that when i met you i was telling you i fucking hate why are you treating me different now? Because you know my name now and what I'm worth and all that shit. Why yeah. weren't you acting this way the other day? This is what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. And, and for that reason, I like doing it, right? Because then you get the real from people more often than not. But 
it's like you said, when I show up and I even made this post recently, it's like, I don't want you to remember me or know me or respect me for the car or whatever it is. I want you to respect me for who I am as a man and my skills and what I bring to the table outside of all that other social media, you know, dumb shit, insignificant shit that once we pass away means nothing. Yeah. Right. Like I want my name fucking etched in stone for impact what yeah. I made. Right. Legacy, not fucking. Oh, well, he had a Lambo for two years. Like who gives a shit? You know what I mean? Yeah. Would you say that you had to go through and go through those stages in order to be who you are now? Like, would you have to have a Lambo and have the flashy shit and and do that in order to check it off your checklist to graduate to this next Brian? Or was that something that you think that most people have to go through, just get it out of the system type of thing? Or is that something that if you had the mindset where you had now prior, you could have skipped that and continued the fulfillment? I mean, could potentially if we're talking what ifs if i had that mindset and i was able to get it somehow that would have been great bro because then yeah you could have skipped it but i think the evolution and experience of going through it is what builds that character and evolves yeah. you into that you know what i mean because as an example it's it's one thing for you to be told uh it, it's kind of like you mentioned when you vet somebody it, it's easy to be told what to do with money and know what like just like when i bought the car everybody in the comment section what are you doing don't buy the lambo right all a bunch of broke motherfuckers who live with their moms for sure but trying to give me financial advice it's different now when i approach cars or finances having been broke as shit and also have been a multi-millionaire i have a different perspective now that i can say is fully objective where i can look at the money route the non-money route or anything in between and say okay i know both very well this is what I want to do. And again, until you experience that full range, bro, you can't legitimately sit there. So when somebody who's broke tells me money ain't shit, I'm like, bro, you're not in the position to say that. Of course, you're going to say it because you have no money and you want to save face. Yeah. Right. You get what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying it's everything, but you can't from your position say it as 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 um, we can say as vetted as me because I've, I've been on both. I have a different perspective. I have a more experienced and evolved perspective of that category compared to you. You've only not had money. I've not had money, but I've also had a shit ton of money and I still do. And I know everything in between. So I, when I give wisdom to a kid or we talk about it, it's different, bro. So from what I just said there is why I think in a way you do have to go through it because that's how you earn that position, right? It's yeah. easy you know, to be money hungry Right. And and think that's so important that once you make the money, you're like, damn, money ain't shit. Yeah, yeah, it's important. But in the grand scheme of things, it makes you appreciate your family more. Like I know you have, you know, a daughter, right? It, it makes you appreciate like your parents and all that. And now I look at my parents differently too. I'm like, they were just trying to protect me. Of course they would say don't do the entrepreneurial shit because they don't want to see you crash and burn because they suffer right there with you. You know? Yeah. It's not coming from I don't think you're gonna be successful. It's coming from I don't want to see you fucking suffer like I did or your grandpa did or whoever, right? Um, so absolutely, bro. I, I do believe in our world, in our reality, you're going to have to go through it to really not only experience what we're talking about, but appreciate it, right? It's yeah. a different perspective, bro. It's a different fucking perspective because now I don't view myself as like older now, but when I talk to like, you know, a 20 and 25-year-old, 18-year-old, I forget, bro, but I'm like, damn, you know, I'll be meeting with these kids doing calisthenics and they're asking me advice. And I'm like, why the fuck are you asking me for advice? I'm like, oh, shit, I'm the old man here now. Right. Like I'm 15, <laughs> 20 years older than these motherfuckers. But yeah. like I get it. So when they speak, I'm like, dude, I remember thinking like that 15 years ago. Right. Yeah. But now that I've made money, let me talk to you about it. Because I used to say the same shit you said. Let me fucking help you 
save five years of misery in your life, you know, and it's different. But if I just read it in a book, I could give them the same information, but it wouldn't be the same thing compared to having lived it, experienced it and done it. Right. That's that's really the point. 100 percent. Yeah, bro. So, OK, cool. You got the new building. You got it. Closed escrow. You're yeah, good. We closed escrow in end of February. Oh, shit. Dope. So yeah. you have the you still have the original location in Hacienda Heights. You have the one in, in Duarte. And where's where's this new one? In La Habra. La Habra. Wow. Yeah, and I remember so, you telling me you wanted to expand to La Habra before yeah, I left. So we're we're going that direction. We're right off of like Beach and La Habra Boulevards, like in between Harbor and, and Beach, that area over there. Sure. So yeah, we got a 8,000 square foot building with like a 1,600 square foot mezzanine. So for, for personal training and for group sessions, it's relatively big for what it is that we're doing. Uh, but I think it'll be a good flagship for us. And then, you know, from there, continue to grow and, and expand and you know, kind of just take over, you know, that that's just the ultimate goal of be that one-stop shop and really educate trainers on how to make a career out of this. Cause I see far too often trainers are making maybe three, four or $5,000 and, and like on their own, but have no financial literacy. Don't like, you know, not enough to live a sustainable income. Like I want to get people, you know, six figures and above and show them, you know, how to do these things correctly. And, you know, if they want to open up their own franchise, continue to train, just have like a multifaceted approach for mentorship. I love that, bro. And I love that you're kind of like, as you're going through it and learning too now, like you're, you're teaching people, do you eventually want to turn that into its own platform where you like, you know, train yeah, people in that? Or? Ultimate, that's the ultimate goal. My whole, my whole program is to, I mean, the, the end result is to purchase the location, sell the franchise on that location, and then offer the mentorship and coaching for whoever bought that franchise to then scale and be able to be, you know, obviously financially free from our model, but then also, you know, fully hone in on the training aspect of whatever it is that, you know, they, they signed up for, you know, most people that, that are getting into the franchise fitness franchising. One thing that I'm going to be adamant about is I don't want some just outside investors. I want people that are passionate about the industry. So I think it's going to make all of the difference when you get into business. I love that, bro. I love that. So long term, uh, when do you think actually you're going to start franchising? I know you mentioned you want to do it, but like, are you looking to do it immediately or the next year? Um, or two? I, I think within the next like 16 months, I'm I'm hoping to have like at least all the paperwork done. Started some of it already, but then kind of halted it because I'm going back and forth between the franchising and licensing and yeah. learning the difference between the two yeah. um, and understanding risk versus reward ratios and, you know, there's like a whole it's a whole nother language um and it's one thing that i've also just been learning in myself of just like not getting too eager like finish yeah. the task at hand before we move on to the next thing right right yeah leave no stone unturned yeah and if you don't yeah it becomes a problem i love that bro so um again real quick if you want to take a second website instagram all the stuff if people want to go check you out i mean i was even going to ask you if somebody's watching and they're looking are you guys hiring right are you offering job yeah, we, opportunities we are going to be hiring we're yeah. in the build out phase right now one thing that i've i've learned is um especially with this because we're trying to bring a whole theme and rebrand to everything and elevated feel so we hired on a designer over from uh, from uh, massachusetts that's coming in doing my whole build out i'm actually because I like the cars and stuff like that, I have an old 69 GMC that I'm going to actually figure out how I'm going to display in there if everything nice. works out correctly. Um, you know, so give it like I'm trying to mix uh, Fast and Furious, Miami Vice with a little bit of Equinox. 
um, with a little <laughs> bit of powerhouse feel. And we're right now in the whole blending yeah. phase of putting it all together. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's what we're doing, but we are going to be hiring soon. So, you know, obviously looking for motivated individuals that want to grow within the fitness space, um, that want to make this a career, um, you know, and, and, you know, looking for it longevity wise, but yeah, if you guys want to check us out, we're www.teampowerhousefitness.com. Uh, my Instagram handle is Aaron, A-A-R-O-N underscore powerhouse fit. Fresh and Fuego is F-R-E-S-H, the letter N, Fuego, um, on Instagram, right? You can check us out. You know, we do a variety of group training, personal training, obviously meal prepping, um, and body scan. So your one-stop shop for, for fitness and, you know, taking you to the next level. Are you going to add a barber to your gym too? Honestly, <laughs> man, I, I had to put some parameters on there. I, I just, I'm really as I understand branding now or doing some more yeah. understanding to it, I just want it to be a feel like I want to come yeah. in here and I want it to make me feel a certain way. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm for, I'm not doing it for like the hype and I'm not doing it for, it's just more, I, I like cars too. I always fucking have, which is why we spent some time talking about the Lambo. Cause I truly believe that I'm going to have to get that out of my system. Yeah. Um, and you know, all these things that we want to bring in, I just like being in nice places, you know, and there's one thing that, you know, stemming back from the root of, uh, you know, being around people with money and just liking and enjoying it and having that why not me aspect. It's just like, you know, when I go into work, I, I want my shit to be nice. Yep. You know, I want people to take pride in it. And I want people to be like, yeah, I work out here. It's fucking nice there too, as well. Not only do I get results, but it's like a, it's like a, a status thing. You know, that's yeah. what I'm searching for. You know, I, I enjoy that, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's true, bro. Psychologically, emotionally at every level, bro. You know, like if, if you existed in a place that is like luxury of all luxuries and is nice and smells good and is clean and is aesthetic, you're going to show up differently. You're going to dress differently. You're going to carry yourself differently versus if we do some shit that's hood, you know what I mean? It's just yeah. completely different. I and mean, then you would expect to see certain things and people to be a certain way in these areas based on the environment. And, and, and that's huge because I tell people all the time, even like where you live, like, bro, before I got the car, everywhere you looked, you would see a Lambo on my wall, in my pockets. Like, it was just everywhere. But that that speaks to what you're talking about. You want to create an experience for the customer. Even, like, like a lot of gyms, I think they, they um, as obvious as it seems, a lot of them don't pay attention to smells. A lot of gyms I go to, the good ones smell good. The bad yeah. ones always smell like trash or musty or, or there's something wrong. But I feel like they don't even care and they don't address it. But that's so crucial in someone's experience if they're going to go to a gym if it doesn't smell good i'm not going to fucking want to be there you know yeah 100 i think that you know to kind of tie it all in you know you know one last comment the like in the entrepreneurial journey that you know in the very beginning we weren't in a financial predicament to be able to pour money into our facilities the way we wanted to and it's like still not giving up still keeping the vision of the end result and be like you know what we're going to work with what we got and as long as you can maintain the talent get the client's result that's ultimately what matters but branding is equally important so now that we're in a position that we can pour money into these places mm -hmm. and and get them up to par i think it's honestly one of the most fulfilling things too so you know for people out there that are kind of like you know getting into maybe be real estate or fitness mm -hmm. or whatever it is and you don't got the cream of the crop shit, it's okay like that yeah. stuff can come later and then you'll still make it out all right bro you seem like my dad's suits when i fucking started bro like fucking sleeves to like here and shit when i started yeah. real estate it was bad bro fucking embarrassed with my car i would park it like two blocks away when i meet with people that, that, that's just how it is bro but i think starting that way you appreciate things that much more and then like oh, now at the phase that you're in it's like wow my creation is finally coming to fruition you know yeah 
100%. Cool. I love it, bro. Well, thanks for coming on, man. Is there any other things you want to promote? Anything you got going on? Do you have any events coming up or anything you want to shout out before we, we wrap it um, up? At the moment, not anything too, too crazy. Um, we are going to be firing back up the I Am podcast, maybe rebranding that too as well. So hopefully cool. I can have you um, as a guest on that in the near future. So you know, we do have some stuff on Instagram. If you, ch- I mean, excuse me, on YouTube. So if you check out, uh, want to follow the journey on YouTube too as well, and then becoming a little bit more active, posting on there, firing up the podcast and stuff like that. But, cool. um, you know, that's pretty much it right now. Cool. Yeah. Definitely follow Aaron, guys. I mean, I've been friends with him for a long time. He's been doing his thing, and he's definitely uh, somebody who's been walking the path. So if you want to reach out to him, hit him up on his Instagram. Check out Powerhouse if you guys are in SoCal. I know my biggest following is still in California. So definitely check him out. I've been there. We've done a podcast at his first location, his original location, and it's cool to see what they're doing. But thanks for coming on, bro. Um, I will probably reach out to you and we can do another one as well because I feel like we could keep talking forever. 100%. Um, yeah. yeah, man. Still, still I, a I lot of stuff, bro. I like all your male-female energy, relationship, psychology stuff. That's always a good topic to talk about. There we go. And that's what it'll get all the clicks. Yeah. <laughs> thanks for all coming right. on, bro.